Commanders, and welcome to episode 270 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm not on sloppy seconds tonight. I am your host, at least for the time being, Ben Moss Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Aid Levice. And joining me at the moment, at somewhere around the Orange Sidewinder, possibly hiding beneath a bar, we have Sh- Commander Shan. Beneath a bar? I do not go beneath bars. I have never been tipsy in my life. Wouldn't you be torturing your commanders beneath the bars, or your crewmen beneath the bars? Well, they would be. They would be at the bar buying drinks for everyone. Right, but you're not. You're not for their own money. No, no, they they pay for they pay for everyone else's drinks. I don't pay for their drinks. Well, they they are billionaires in their own rights. But they have a few credits, yes. They they might have a few credits, yes. Right, we may or may not have a Commander Phoenix to fire. Okay, if we don't, he will be walking into the room imminently, hopefully. Uh, we also, also have some Commanders from Operation Ida here tonight, not Operation IDA, which is a completely and utterly separate entity. We've got Commander Zaintil. Hello. And we've got Jagged Mallard. Hello. Right, I'm going to start things off with you, Zane, actually. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about... Operation Ida, but not about why you're here, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, all right. So Operation Ida is a big part of my Elite Dangerous uh, playtime and career. Um, when the attacks hit that started the second Thargoid Human War on December 14th, um, I was only three months, four months into playing this game, and I, I flew down there just because, wow, you know, it's attacks by the Thargoids. And I did some rescues out of Titan's Daughter, um, and I never left. And within two weeks, uh, because of the attacks and because of what it meant, and they, they were ongoing even two weeks later, Operation Ida uh, kind of started first out of uh, two groups, and Hutt and Hutt, Hutt and Orbital Truckers. And um, so within two or three weeks, uh, the Operation Ida Discord was up, and uh, I know myself and Jagged have been part of it pretty much since the get-go. And... We've been hauling and repairing, and we're basically 80-ish stations in with still another 80 to go, basically, and imminent attacks, as we're all expecting to see you know, with the next updates. But uh, all I've done, really, is, is haul. And the first three or four months of Operation Night, I was going back and forth between hauling and exploring and checking out Thargoid bases and meeting friends. Um, but it really has boiled down to, uh, I love this group. I love what we do. We're volunteer firefighters. Um, without t- telling you more about what we'll discuss about what we're on for, um, I, think, I just think that it's a great community, and they have supported us. What we do is very difficult. It's really heartening to see in these coming uh, patch notes that they may be actually fixing one of our big gripes, which is a 15 to 20% loss of commodities when we deliver them. They don't count. Um, but it's definitely not the most glamorous of uh, options in terms of playtime 
for what you do in Elite Dangerous. But uh, our particular group has kept it going, uh, going on two years now, and uh, really proud of this group. And uh, that's pretty much it. Other than that, I, I'm just a guy who loves to fly spaceships. And what about yourself, Jagged Mallard? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I've been playing the game since shortly after launch. I played messed around for a bit at the start. Eventually got in the power play for a bit. And then after Found Time the Engineers came out, I stopped doing that, focused more on CGs. And then played up around for a little bit. And then uh, got a bit bored of the game. Took a break. And I saw the Fargoid attack start happening. So I thought, oh, I'll have a that looks interesting. So I started looking around, got back in the game. Went out to the Pleiades, had a look at everything. And then I uh, went on the forums to see, see how people were organising. And saw Upface and Ida had started, up, had started up. So I joined up then. And I've been in Upface and Ida since then. I really enjoy hauling. And it's just a really fun time. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I like the most about Elite Dangerous is because it's not a, a subscription model, you can just take the time away from the game and come back and you're exactly where you left off. You've not really, you don't lose anything by taking a little break, do you? Yeah, you appreciate it a bit more when you come back as well. Yeah, that's see, very true, I think. See, I would argue the whole game was designed around that premise, even from day one. It was never designed to be, this is the only game you'll ever play forever and ever and ever. It was always designed to be, you play it until you don't want to play it anymore or something else comes along and then you pick it up and do again. So, it, you know, I think if you're looking for a game to last you forever, Elite Dangerous doesn't exist. Sorry, Elite Dangerous isn't it. And it probably doesn't actually <laughs> exist. No, I would I'd completely agree with you. Anyway, Shan, how have you been? How many more degrees have your kids got? How many more of them are now generals in the armed services and so on? What do you mean more of them? I've only got two. Um, let's see what we're doing this week. Um, the fitness boot camp I've been doing finished yesterday. So I'm now feeling fitter and livelier than what I was when I started, but I'm also feeling hungrier because I haven't eaten very much. Um, but I do feel better for it. And apparently there's another one that starts just after Christmas, which I am apparently already enrolled into, which I was informed of today. Uh, let me see how the Shanglings have been doing. Um, youngest mini Shan um, is still in London. He's quite relieved because the Queen doesn't need the Household Cavalry to open Parliament again uh, this year. So they've all got Christmas holiday. So. Nice queen for letting my son have a Christmas holiday. Uh, she probably thought they got so fed up of opening parliaments this year, she'd give them the rest of the year, the rest of the time I was doing it. But yeah, so he's, he should be home in a week or so's time, uh, which will be good to see him. Um, so yeah, it's just been normal life, really, apart from the, the fitness thing, which I am now completely fed up of running, lifting weights, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it sounded last time you were kind of jiggling ropes and things as well. Well, yeah, there was one of the... Um, there's a song by Moby, I think it is. Um, and I don't remember the exact title, but it goes, Sally up, Sally down. And you have either have weights or one of these pa uh, big, strong, high-resistance 
elastic bands you, you step on. And then when you lift Sally up, you have to raise it above your head. And then you, when you're down, you, you pull it down. Does, hold does Sally it, mind you it. lifting her up all the time? I mean, I know I she's small and things like that. No, but... she's not small. She's taller than me. She's five feet ten. And I've never... Uh, Sally's, uh, I've never... Sally's not five ten. She's, she's smaller than Ed probably is. No, no, that's Mr. Shan's name. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was Mrs. Shan's name as well. I'm talking about uh, Sally, who used to be in Frontier. I, I think uh, we've got the usual level of communication that we have here <laughs> at Live Radio. <laughs> well, let's face it, we don't even know Shan's name, so I didn't know Shan's, Shan's Mrs. name was not Mrs. Shan. I always thought it was Mrs. Shan. Anyway, Colin, how are you doing, me old chap? I, I, am, I am still in, in recovery mode. Uh, <laughs> as you can probably tell, I'm doing a fantastic uh, impersonation of uh, Darth Vader at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> it's a good job I haven't got my inhalers with me. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, yeah, I think I got about one trip, uh, round trip on the uh, community goal this week. And, and that was it. I, I haven't had any chance to play the game since, mostly due to Lurgy. So, so we will have to leave um, uh, Commander Shan there and his mystery identity. Uh, I'm beginning to suspect that he is actually the claw from Inspector Gadget. But again, that, yeah, that could work. Yeah, it, it could. <laughs> I'll get you next time. Are you implying I am cruel and scheming and nefarious? No, hat fits. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just yeah, the, plain out stating the, it. The, the claw from the claw hat didn't fit. It was too big for his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apart from Lurgy, Colin, what else have you been up to, mate? That, that is it. Lurgy takes up an awful lot of your time. Mm. <sighs> well, yeah. what, what have I been up to then? Um, I've been avoiding... My, um, Oh, knife attacks in Birmingham, thankfully, by going to cinemas in Sheffield. So I guess that's a good thing, because I took my kids to... Well, I took one of my kids to Frozen 2 over the weekend. I can uh -oh. just imagine that. I can imagine Ben saying, I want to build a snowman! I want to build a snowman! The kids go, no, don't. I'm not going with you, Dad. <laughs> just because you want to watch the film. I'm not going. And Ben going, I want to build a snowman! And the kids go, no, no, no. No. Uh, actually, I didn't mind Frozen 2. Um, I've seen far worse, uh, mostly with my kids as well. Um, but I just find it, yeah, I, I find it interesting that one of the cinemas that's just around the corner from me in Birmingham had a machete attack in it, which is really kind of worrying. It's crazy. I just read that. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, and, you know, at least it was just a machete. You know, could have been an AK-47 or something. Yeah. That's because we're not allowed them in this country. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you're actually allowed to carry machetes around with you either, but... No, but they're a lot easier to get. <laughs> yeah, they, pro they probably are. Uh, so mm. I've been doing that. I've been... I'm basically trying to push through big time with the Red Dead Redemption to single-player story mode because I want to get that finished before I disappear off for Christmas. So... That's basically what I've been concentrating my life on. Um, I've not really been doing a heck of a lot in Elite, mostly because of Red Dead, but also because I don't actually believe 
in either the Federation or the Empire's choices for these colonists on the Galconda. I think that they're both a bit shit. You know, they could have at least... The Federation could at least give them a one-third G spinny section on their outpost. I don't well, we haven't care. seen the outpost yet. I've not seen... It would be, I would love to many, 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 many places uh, if we could get a spinny, a spinny thing on an outpost. Actually, two spinny things in, in opposite directions so we you know counterbalance each other and stuff like that. But yeah, it would be awesome if we could. Yeah, well, that's one thing about the, the outpost itself. I mean, the outposts that we dock with are actually quite small. They look as if they could hold, you know, a couple of hundred, you know, a couple of hundred, maybe a thousand people at a push. But in, yeah. in the Galconda, it's supposed to have tens of thousands of people on it. And on top of that, the ship was falling apart. So apparently, mm-hmm. that's the reasons why they left. Well, you know how to, you know how to sort the population. Oh, is this your onion head theory again? Well, just sell the excess off as imperial slaves, or <laughs> yeah, but the imperials <laughs> didn't go off and buy it. It was the it was the feds who bought it. I wouldn't care. I would just what I would do. I would <laughs> go. I, I, I'd say here. Here we go, citizens of Galconda. Here is your repatriation contract, and you and it'll cost ten credits to sign it. No, ten credits isn't much, but of course they've got no way of earning any credits at all. So they'll be in debt, and so therefore they end up imperial slaves. Ten credits. You've worked in insurance, haven't you? <laughs> so I we have possibly just been corrected on Twitch Uh-oh. by Tuplex, who is saying there are some some outposts do have spinny things. Um, so I'm asking Tuplex for a bit more details there, because that would be awesome. If there are outposts with habitation rings on it, that would be amazing. And I'm sorry, but I, if there is one, I'm going to jump out of, I'm going to jump out of Lave and going to find it. Because uh, at the moment I'm actually sitting in, I'm sitting at the Orange Sidewinder bar just next to Lave Station, uh, spinning around in a mamba with no weapons on it. Well, it seems Commander Starion has been very busy, and all for a good cause, because they are apparently sitting on 526 euros for Movember. Congratulations, Commander Starion. Heck of a moustache. Congratulations on your moustache there. I hope it was one of those ones that you could you, you have to sort of elongate along the side, you know, it's a, a, cool a Salvador Dali. A Fu Manchu one, you know, like coming down. <laughs> Uh, so, well, we do have quite a lot to crack on with this week. Um, obviously, there is the end of the uh, Interstellar Initiative, which we were, were talking about, uh, well, we, we touched on, really. Um, obviously, Ben, you've said that, you know, you didn't really take part because you took, didn't, you know, agree with any of the options. I didn't take part because I was ill. Chan... You made as much money as you could possibly could, I take it? I did all right out of it. Uh, several billion? I did all right out of it. <laughs> oh, we'll never get any more. I, 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 can't, I can't say about the Galaconda um, occupants if they got anything out of it, but I did. <laughs> and did everyone got their decal yet? Is the decal in game now? No, it's not yet, is it? It's You have to dock at the station this week, I think it is. Hmm. 
Right, so it'll be coming with a with a, an, an update then. I do feel slightly bad. I uh, was all ready to do for CG over the weekend. Got at the station on Saturday and it finished the night before. Yeah, I mean, I must admit that was that was one of the things that, that got me. I I was um, uh, I, I was well enough to start playing the game again on on Saturday morning. I thought, all oh, right, I'll be able to give it a go. And of course, as soon as I turned up, like yourself, the federation had already won by that point, and nothing. Even though the community goal for the empire was still open, anything you sold didn't add to the total. So that was that. And uh, well, but that's the rules with the those fill the bucket up fastest um, CGs. Um, Jagged, were you going to say something more? And uh, that was what I had to say. Oh right, yes. Don't worry. Um, I will. I will keep on top of things. Um, and okay. Colin, it's not this week. It's I think it's next week. It's the fifth to the sixteenth of December. That we that's get. What... We've got to dock up. Is that next week or is that the week after that? It's. Next, next from week. next Thursday. From next Thursday. Yeah, yeah the Gold yes. Condor Decal will be available to commanders who dock at the planetary port or the Empire Megaship from the 5th of December to the 16th of December. So you got a few days just to dock. Yeah, and uh, at that point there, I do believe that's when uh, all federal missions pay, play double reputation. So if you want to go for that federal covert, Now's the time you've got a two-week opportunity to really get those ranks in. Thank God I got pronounced that right. <laughs> so. It's a good you're not Jonathan Ross, isn't it? Yeah, I can, I can see how it's, it's good old um, <clears throat> Pontius Pilot problem from Monty Python. So, um... <sighs> We have the announcement this week uh, that, uh, well, that the beta is starting basically tomorrow for uh, the January update. And um, normally we were going to discuss, well, we, we, we still will be discussing that to, to some degree, but also tonight um, we uh, will posted the patch notes for the beta, which made some interesting interesting reading for a lot of us so um first of all uh, i'll just want to quickly go around the uh, the crew and see what everybody thought of the patch notes if there's anything there that really jumped out at you because i know there's one thing that people did take up uh, sort of their ears pricked up on 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 hearing um so uh, shan do you want to kick us off Am I allowed to mention the thing that you just mentioned, or do I have to find something else of interest? No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. it off. I can say the thing. Okay, the headline for me is that NPC crew will no longer be killed on ship destruction. They will now be an option on the rebuy screen to save them. So, a little bit sad that you don't have to do some sort of rescue mission for an escape pod to pick them up. But in my view, it's a big step forward and what it should have been in the first place. Reason for saying that is NPC crew now become useful to the Stargoid fodder. Um, <laughs> because, pre because previously, if you valued your crew member, you wouldn't take them against Stargoids because fighting Stargoids was too risky. 
and so therefore you wouldn't or you bug out earlier or you just wouldn't take them now you can safely lose your shit without worrying about your crew member so that's a good that's a good thing and i think we'll encourage more courageous flying excellent okay ben uh, have you got a a standout um item from the uh, the patch notes there's a f- as I suddenly start speaking, something noisy comes down. Picked up on. I think it's not something that I particularly care about, but it's something I would be expecting. We're going to get a bit of salt over in that they're adding supply and demand volumes volumes for certain high end minerals. Uh, for example, void opals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in other words, markets you know they still have a high rebuy price, but you know the less the demand, that rebuy price is going to go down. And I'm picturing that turning into people going cry, 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 no more. Um, void opal no, rush. Yeah, no more void opal rush and things like that. And something's going bang very noisily just next to me. Um, what, in, in real life in, or in, in, the in game? game? Well, both actually. There's something noisy and flashy outside of my window, and there's something purple, noisy, and flashy just next to me. Mm. In game. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I, I didn't notice this. I mean, I do like the fact that they are going to try and make the um, these high-end minerals a little bit more dynamic, if you like. I, I thought, I remember in the in the alpha and beta testing where we were testing how uh, how the the markets would react if you do flood things, and that I don't know. Maybe it's because it was only five systems you were able to see the the effects, but. I, you know, I'm quite looking forward to that because it means that not everybody can go and do their void opal rush in one system. They'll probably find that where they thought they could get their void opals done, no longer does it. So they'll have to go exploring to find another place that will take void opals. Yeah, I think it's a good thing too. Although there was there was a sort of a supply and demand already in that the the price would go down if a market was hammered quite heavily. Mm. So it already was there, but I'm glad they've done something about it, although it should have been done a year ago, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Zane, would you like to comment? Is it, if, have you had a chance to look at the uh, yeah. uh, the list? Is there something there that um, jumped out at you? You know, apart from obviously the 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 big fix you guys are are concerned about, that's it's huge. Um, and we're we're talking in our own Discord um, in our staff about hitting that hard during the beta. Mm. Of course, we we would love to see that. You know, when you lose 10, 15, 20 percent of your deliveries, um, it's tough. So we're really excited about that. Um, I'm excited about the uh, the SLF pilots being able to buy them back. I, uh, it's always been something that I've kind of, I haven't argued with folks, but, um, just kind of scratch my head about the implementation of that because it's tough to, to get one of your fighters up, you know, dangerous, deadly elite. And then they're gone just like that. Yeah. So and I was excited I think... to see that. And the, uh, what you were just talking about in terms of void opals and, and the other uh, commodities as the, uh, the need is met, the price goes down, um, it's definitely going to have impact. And this, I'm kind of curious curious to see how that is. I, I've been so busy in life. I haven't actually had a chance to play Elite in over a week. I was actually on last night mining. 
just to just to kill time for an hour and a half. Um, and so reading this this morning, I was thinking about that. And uh, so I'd be curious to see what players. Hopefully, pe- people have constructive criticism, but I wouldn't go on the forums for constructive criticism. I'd go on the <laughs> forums for constructive criticism, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Okay, um, Jacket, um, have you got a, a takeaway from uh, the patch notes you've seen? Obviously, the commodity bug being fixed is excellent news. It'll be so good to know everything we deliver actually counts. Because, you know, for a while we've been losing up to sometimes up to 50%. Yeah. Which is awful. We had a day uh, a couple months ago where uh, for almost uh, 18 hours, I believe it was, nothing counted. Nothing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good to have this fixed because, you know, some people have left because of it. It's frustrating. Mm. But other than that, I think the thing with the mining commodities is a great step in the right direction. Right. I must have missed that one. Oh, here we are. Um, the oh. Is this the uh, magenta crate error that's been occurring or the wing mining? The one with the uh, prices. Oh, the, the one, one with the prices. Ah, right. Okay. Because there was yeah there was a little bit of a um, a mining section where um, they're they're bug fixing wing mining and things like that which they're going to need help with. Hopefully, um, once they've got that in place, they can start doing more interesting things with the economy as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, was that you, Shan? It was. Yeah. Well, there's a whole load of BGS changes and state changes as well, isn't there? Yeah, that was going to be my highlight of the. Of this, but uh, oh, yes, some of those look really interesting as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've now got one, two, three, four, five new states, in including um, on top of the the new blight state. Now, I thought they were all they, they all seem to add something interesting, and it'll be in, it'll be uh, a bit of a challenge, especially in the lathe system. Where uh, I've got this horrible feeling we're in um, famine at the moment uh, in Lave, and we're out of famine. And oh, we're out of famine. We're out of famine, uh, thanks to lots of great work by EAC Hutton, Hutton Truckers and various other friends. Uh, but let me just check our current status because it, it changed just the other day. So, oh uh, God, I don't even I don't know what those states mean. Yeah, um, but. But one thing that I did find interesting was the status of. Oh, drought. there we are. We, we are we're bust, and we have some civil unrest. Mm. Um, so we're basically we need to now fix our civil unrest by doing. There's lots of pirates basically, so if you want to come and do bounty hunting, Lave's a great place. And yeah, as I just saw, actually, there's a pirate activity threat seven right outside of Lave Station just now. Oh, that sounds like a laugh. If you want to be killed. <laughs> Yeah. I was just looking at some of the faction states, and yep. uh, it says factions having trouble with water supplies can now sometimes suffer drought, causing an economic cost. Well, is it possible to go into drought if you have an ice planet? Mm. I wouldn't have thought so, but it all depends on what um, what they've set up as the the resources for an economy. I would have thought that. Um, let's say an agricultural planet 
if it doesn't have enough natural resources, enough water there to handle the economy, the, it, to grow its crops, it's going to go into drought and it will, it will yeah. ask for water. Which, what is the water world in the system? I, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they've got the good sense to think, this is a water world, it will never go into drought. You can't drink uh, salt water, though. Hmm. But you, but you think they'd have the power generation to desalinate it pretty easily? You'd think, but you know, I mean, you think about Europa. It's technically it's a frozen water. Yeah, but we're Yet. not allowed to land at Europa. <laughs> All these worlds are yours, apart from yes. Well, I think it'll be uh, interesting what's going to trigger most of these states, because for things like natural disaster, you know, it's not really going to be a player interaction. Are these things going to trigger at random? Or things we do oh going to God. have an impact. Can you imagine that? It's a it's a it's a critical fail on the on a D one hundred and we've got a natural disaster. Yeah, I like this public holidays increase. Somehow public holidays are actually gonna come into play and affect um the yeah. fact in the system. It'll be interesting to see. Without going into too much details, we just had a four month BGS activity um back in the Pleiades and um I'm, sh- I'm I'm twitching after four months thinking about all these new states and how it works. And um, yeah, BGS is definitely something that's a, a unique part of this game. A lot of people don't understand, mm-hmm. but it can be very uh, entertaining. It can also be extremely frustrating, as you all know, it can live. See, with public holidays, how closely will that model real public holidays? Yeah, so that's very cool. Will there be a huge traffic jam coming into the station? <laughs> because basically um, all the controllers will be on holiday, so you won't be yeah, so dumb. Or, 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 or will you, for example, have the uh, commodities place being shut, or it shuts at four o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> a day, or something like that, you know, and then and then you have a really big rush to buy your imperial slaves on the day before the public holiday because. And, and what happens you know, if a terrorist you, attack state appears on the same day as a public holiday state? You know. Oh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? So yeah, do you can we be French and go on strike? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the the idea the, the idea would be to have. I will just Public point holiday. out other nationalities go on strike as well, please, Ben. <laughs> other strikes are available. <laughs> the the ideal, I guess, would be a public holiday followed by a drought, because then you could say people drunk so much <laughs> on the public holiday there was no beer or anything left in the entire system. So it's basically the hotel on a Monday after LeafCon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we are so notorious of drinking that hotel dry. <clears throat> Not that I contribute that much to it. <clears throat> well, it depends if Sandro comes or not, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you no, we, we won't go there, Ben. We won't go there, Shan, because we know we know how generous you are with the with the beers to the devs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, the one thing that did surprise me was there's actually something in there for power play. <laughs> I know, shocking. I seem much to shock everybody to silence there. Right. <laughs> so no, yeah. Right now. The six people who still play play power play will probably be really excited over that. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Well, we'll have to see how that one uh, plays out because uh, at the moment my my spare character is just about ready to go into power play just to just to see if it is as bad as I remember it being when it first came out. So it, it really doesn't look like it still changes the. I mean, it at its base, how users use power play right now, it doesn't look like it changes it. We just do four weeks with whomever for whatever module, and then we're out. It doesn't seem to really spice it up at all, other than just, yeah, for the few people that actually are into it. Mm. Well, you never know. They might turn around and say, oh, by the way, so they'll drop the only uh, open-only bomb just before yeah. <laughs> just before um, uh, the January update and just harvest all that salt just to keep the office around <laughs> uh, Frontier clear as snow. Sorry, I was going to ask, what was the incorrect system description of Alioth? Oh, they called it Akinar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got the, the Imperial... Um, the imperial oh, yeah. capital and the 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 alliance capital mixed up a little. Oopsies. <laughs> just, that's just a spelling error. <laughs> it's one of, one of my specialities. But uh, yeah. To quickly go back to the open only thing, I think for power play, making it open only would be a good thing. I mean, it's basically a player versus player mode, but you oh. can play it all from solo. Yeah, I know that this is a it is a contentious issue. This, um, I mean, I'm with you on the open only thing, but there's so many people that um, complain about the fact that no, I want it still in private, and I still want it in 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 solo, and it, there are advantages. And dis- oh. But um, I will say one thing about power play is that we've had so many arguments about this on the forums, and then. Rubbernook came up with a solution that actually kept everybody happy. All the all the solo players, all the private players, and all the open players went, "Hell yeah, that'll work!" And for the moment, just for one perfect moment, there was harmony on the forums. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shan came in and spoiled it all, as he always does. <laughs> it was another perfect moment of peace and harmony on the forums. I'll have you know. All oh, right. Um, when was this? When they closed it down for the update. Oh, there we have it. <laughs> uh, and the sky farted. <laughs> so, I mean, so having looked through the uh, the various fixes, is, is everyone in agreement that <laughs> it does seem to be a lot more positive than we were originally thinking? I think so, thinking- yes. Sorry, carry on. I was actually thinking that them deciding to focus primarily on fixes was probably the best thing. I mean, every obviously everyone's content starved. We want more and more and more. But I mean, I'm one of the few people that a lot of people say there's nothing to do, it's only dangerous. And um, but I think there's so much to do. It just you don't. This is not the hero's journey, which I always tell everyone about. This is not one of those games like Fallout 4, Skyrim, where you're the hero. And if you really look underneath, you know the cushions you'll find a lot to do so when they announced even way back they were talking about um doing stuff i was kind of thinking myself and talking to some others like you know i'd rather have them just focus on what's broke and fix that first so i'm I'm i was happy to hear the announcement i'm happy to see what they're doing um 
Well, uh, Commander Ventura has agreed with us, our, our uh, most excellent tech monkey for this evening. He's happy to see that the uh, they're fixing the bugs first before the new content. Um, Shan, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised because when they said we're fixing bugs, I thought we'd be seeing something like fixed texture on such and such a ship or improved scan speed or whatever. But they've actually snuck in a few quality of life updates. Things like the, the NPC crew member fixing the heat on the dolphin. If you look, if you look through it, it's not just a bug fix. There are subtle quality of life tweaks in there as well. And I think that's a good good change. Yeah, the, the, the Thargoid instancing, the uh, the hearts, the indestructible heart, um, all these are little things that add up. I, I, I'm happy. I think I'm glad they uh, paused the Fargoid attacks while they were fixing this as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I'm a little bit. Well, I'm hoping that um, in this beta we'll get at least a couple of Thargoid combat zones just so that we can test them as well. Because I know the guys over there at Operation Ida. Uh, sorry. Um, AXI. AXI, sorry. Um, they're. They've gone ballistic over over the Thargoid heart bugs and the instancing. I mean, it's it's driven me mad as well when I've, when I've tried to join them. But um, I'm just hoping that we get a chance to to fix these this thing completely this time because when you actually get a good session at, at taking out Thargoids, it is it is such a good laugh, regardless of what Ben the alien lover thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rush. Um, yeah. But what they've added just for that, it's you know, and it's ongoing. So uh, they're touching a lot of little things, but it's kind of like a ranger jack of all trades. It's nice. So I mean, apparently every three months they're going to be doing this and um, bring it. Mm. Well, that, let's hope so. Um, I mean, go on. Hopefully the uh, Fargoid storyline will be able to start up again and we'll get to see that mysterious Orphos uh, Fargoid. Yeah. Yes, whatever that was. Now, the, the interesting thing about that is, um, obviously, I think we'll probably be getting more interstellar initiatives next next year. So hopefully that will be the time when the Thargoid plot starts to pick up again. Well, I hope so anyway. Because, uh, yeah. It seems like we've we've starved them into submission for the moment. Because the rich head interstellar initiative was so good. Mm. I legitimately enjoyed how they uh, did the story in that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean you guys um, from Operation Ida, what have you thought of the last couple of uh, interstellar initiatives? Because I mean, we've we've been pleasantly surprised, I think, of with the last couple. Jagged, go ahead. I think a lot of us were quite disappointed by the Blight one. You were all expecting that to be Fargoid related. I mean, it turned out to be a terrorist group that kind of came out of nowhere and didn't make a lot of sense. You were all a bit confused. You know, we're starved for Fargoid content, and this happens. But the other ones, like the Golconda one, the one, the Rich Head one, even the one with the Guardians, those have all been good. I've enjoyed them. I think most people have. Right, excellent. Zane? I just like how the witch head got 
This is speaking as a Pleiades native. Um, the Wish had suddenly got agricultural stations. We've been begging them for ag We have no agricultural stations in the Pleiades. Um, this last one's been interesting. Um, finding a, a manned... Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, <laughs> drawing a blank. Generation ships. Generation, generation ship, thank you. Um, finding a manned generation ship and working it into a, a story, it has been interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure... Uh, as well, whether the Federation's offer or the Empire's offer is actually more self-serving than it is to be helpful. But it has been interesting. Um, the Witch Head was interesting. I have a few... Um, I have a little bit of salt about it, but I can't fault them for trying to make... Um, you know, it, it furthers a story and it furthers, you know, a narrative. So anytime something's happening um, to me in, in this game that furthers any type of story or narrative is a good thing. So... I'm fine with it. My main focus, of course, is just on, on what we do. While this Thargoid thing has supposedly gone to sleep for a while, it's given uh, our group um, an opportunity to fix ships or fix stations because we, as many as we've we fixed, it's still so time-consuming. We still have, you know, another 70, 80, and God forbid, once they start up again and how they're going to, you know. I, I, I I'm thinking that, once the new stuff comes, a lot of, including like we're looking at with the BGS, we've got new states and new interactions. We might not get your standard round of attacks. We might be seeing motherships. We might be seeing new variants. We might be seeing a whole new way how we view um, attacks, whether it's station-based or whatnot. But I think it's coming, so I'm hopeful. And, uh, you know, this is a great game, and it, it, the scope and scale of it is enormous. So a lot of people love this game so much. If there's a reason on the forums why there's so much salt, but ultimately, I have faith that they're going to uh, do what's right for this game, and um, I'm happy. Excellent. And Jagged, did you want to pick up what you're... Yes, just to add to stuff about the Witch Head, I thought the uh, surprise attack in that one was brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, for that week, it really felt like things were at stake. It was exciting. No one expected it. And just for that interstellar initiative, the whole thing just made it so exciting. Really breathed some life into the Fargo draw. Yeah, I must admit, when the um, Palin's base came under attack, every and everybody who was uh, involved with the anti-Xeno initiative, that they went, "Whoa, we've got something for us to really get our teeth into," and it, it was actually really exciting to see the engagement that it it caused. So, um, I think that's always good to. To see, um, I mean, going through the rest of the uh, the notes, just uh, quickly, we we did notice that um, one of the the issues that seemed to be uh, with the scanning uh, has been solved. Now, I haven't actually seen this one. Ben, have you got any experience of this um, long delay when scanning planets with geological sites? I've not come across it when I was doing my stuff back in uh, Distant Worlds, personally. Uh, the idea behind it makes sense. The reasoning behind it, though, makes sense. And I love the fact that it seems like they're going to be doing some... They've been doing some kind of machine learning, I guess, on their planets. Where, you know, they've got their sample planets. They've figured out, okay, well, planets with these things... Yeah, mm -hmm. These all have... Uh, the, this is the likelihood of this kind of planet having... Uh, having um, 
or geological features on it. Mm-hmm. And the way they described checking that out, it sounds like they're basically they're applying machine learning to the Stellar Forge stuff to say, well, okay, we'll not bother generating the planet, but historically, probably this kind of planet has this kind of thing. Go check it out. Mm. And I think that's awesome. You know, just from a technical perspective. Yeah. I mean, I must, I must admit, I mean, um, that must have been quite frustrating if you, if, if it, if you did hit it because, ooh. but <coughs> excuse me. Um, now the beta starts tomorrow, um, and it will run until the 2nd of December. So that's what, five, six days. Um, yeah. I, I really wish they were running it for longer. I don't think a week's going to be long enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that I was there going. Well, only a week, and then you realise the the what they will be doing is they'll be taking the results of that testing and then working on it until January, and that isn't going to be long considering you know two weeks off at Christmas. Well, I, um, but I don't yeah, think I, they're going to be working on it to January because I think they're you know Christmas and whatnot. There's going to be a lot of people off, so I think it's just it's rushed. It should be longer. It's better than nothing, but. Um, well, when they do roll out, you know, undoubtedly when they roll out all these fixes, there's going to be issues that they're going to have to go back and refix again, too. That just seems to be the, you know, the, what usually happens. But um, it'd be nice to get a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, there'll be a beta section in the forum, which will be set up to details on how to take part and submit bug reports. There are main details on how you can the, the, how you can help with the upcoming beta. The beta has been confirmed as PC only. Now, they went to a great deal of pain to explain on, on all the streams that, yes, they're looking into having betas on consoles, but they're not sure how to do it just yet. Yeah. Personally, I think that will be issues with Sony and and Microsoft because um, I, I think they've got different programs for those kind of thing. And, yeah, okay, they can be a... Uh, a little bit of a stick in the mud if you if they want to. Uh, Sony more than Microsoft. Well, yes, definitely. Uh, go on, but going, I- yeah, going on the um, release estimate, I'm not sure it'll be past mid December this year because most companies have a change freeze for a couple of weeks before Christmas mm. and a couple of weeks after Christmas just to get the holidays out of the way. And thinking back to the actual Elite Dangerous launch, that was the 14th of December, I seem to remember. So yep. I think it'll be mid-January, at least, by the time it's out. I mean, they could surprise me, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to have a crunch time over Christmas. No, I'm, I'm a, I agree with you, Shan. We're, we're probably looking mid to late January before when we actually get this. And um, depending on how well the testing goes, I mean, for goodness sake, they might have actually fixed everything and um, everything came back as, as positive. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about programming, they know that will never happen. Right. <laughs> uh, then uh, it all depends on how much work they've got to do. I've got a sneaking suspicion that, yeah, mid-January is probably when we'll see it. Um, but uh, meanwhile, back at the back at the beta, 
uh, what's going to happen, uh, for those of you who have never seen this before, is that your launcher will be updated and you will have access uh, a January update meter in the, the selection box at the bottom of the launcher. Uh, and, and if you want to use it, then you basically click on that and it'll take you into the launcher. Uh, bear in mind the, what will have happened is that um, what you'll be presented with rather is your position say a couple of weeks ago and you'll have all your credits but nothing that you do in this beta will affect your main game so what happens in beta stays in beta a couple of little tips is make sure you look down at the bottom left of the screen to make sure it is the beta before you do anything <laughs> stupid um and and secondly, wouldn't it be ironic if you lost your elite crew member the day before they released it? Oh, 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 oh. Oh. That'd be awful. Tearjerker. Back up your bindings too, just to be safe. Actually, I haven't had any problems with my bindings for at least two years since before beyond. I mean I suppose it's still that you know, it's good standard advice, but I'm just saying that I haven't had that problem. Um so uh, what they're doing is they're also updating the issue tracker with a January update, update 3.6 beta section, and um, they're encouraging all people who are taking part in this beta to report any of the encountered bugs or issues through it. So they'll be ha also have putting links inside the game so you could take you directly to the issues site. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. It's wise. Mm. It, I think if they've been... For, I mean, we've never had that kind of thing available to us in, in previous betas, so, you know, that's quite an interesting little... Uh... The, the, other, the other thing when we talk about betas is, um, first of all, don't just do the new stuff. Test mm. the old stuff as well. Because the whole purpose of the beta isn't to let you have a go at new stuff and then bog off. It's to make sure the old stuff works as it used to do. Um, because I won't say Frontier would do it, but it would bring into question the public beta strategy if Frontier didn't actually get any value from doing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the prime example would have been some of the ARC stuff which got in the way of, and, and caused issues with some of the humdrum normal stuff that we were doing. And that's that. what everybody is. That's one of the motivators behind the, everybody demanding these kind of beaters in the first place. So it is a case of test the, test the old boring humdrum stuff as well, not just the fact you've managed to save your crewmen. Yep. Several of the groups, AXI, our group, um, are definitely going to be using the beta for what's, what's intended for, which is to uh, test these fixes and whatnot. I think you're going to see a, a large amount of players in the beta doing exactly that. So yeah. five days may not be enough, but it's, I mean, we haven't had a, a beta test since when? March of two, or February 2018 for three weeks? I thought there was a, um, there was a beta a test before Beyond Tech. Yeah, just before 2.3.4. Yeah, that's a, that's like February, March of 2018. I don't think we've had one this year. Uh, oh, no, we haven't had one this year, but I'm sure we had one in December last year. Ah, oh, well, 
Ben. Sorry, I've just seen something in the chat here in at Lave Bar with one of the NPC crewmen saying, you can't keep this guy from me. We've got a brand coat in the system. <laughs> oh, dear. Awesome. We've got brand coats in the system. <laughs> and it's an NPC as well. I think that's brilliant. This is the way. <laughs> Too soon, obviously. You know what? I still haven't seen it. No? I ha so you haven't spoken then, Colin? Uh, if that is a, a reference to Firefly, I'm, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. It's all right. <laughs> it's it's about a TV show we're not supposed to watch until the end of March next year. Oh, oh no, I haven't seen that either. You, you mean the one with Lil? Yeah, the one that's going to make a killing this Christmas, selling the hottest gift ever. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being quite big at the Disney shop, I have to admit. Mm. Oh, you mean the um, the baby Palpatines? <laughs> <laughs> but, but with its new improved melty face. Yeah. Well, actually, what you do, you have, it has a built-in candle, and you drip the wax all over Oh, it. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> can we make it a plushy doll to set fire to it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we'll find out how it managed to survive at the end at, uh, at some point this month or next month, rather. Next won't we? month, yeah, yeah. About a month's time. Well, I'm, I'm thinking payday months. That's the problem. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I think at the moment we will uh, take a uh, a quick ad break there uh, and come back uh, with our main discussion. Oh, you get all sorts here. Smells like it too. Murph. Horrible stains. Marigolds. There you go. Donkey dick. It says here. Next. My dear man. Cox. Like an obese child. No. Teabag. It's the 34th century. What's that? Patient. Nada. Sounds majestic. Because it is, Michelle. This is Beyond Dockers. Dockers. Beyond Dockers, a mockumentary podcast available at bs-dockers.com. Also on iTunes. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? On the far side of the bubble, 
on the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine, there lived the Engineer. The Engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, monkabate, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wapagum, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wapa, wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. And welcome back. Now, one of the reasons that we have um, the guys from Operation Ida with us is that they are holding their second annual holiday hall, which commemorates the two year of the initial ta- attacks by the Thargoids in 3303 and what everybody is coming calling the second Thargoid slash human war. Um, now, I do believe you guys will be fundraising for the Cancer Research Institute during yeah. this. Um, I mean, you're going to be holding events over the next four weeks, is that right? Yeah, starting December 14th, um, we kick off the second annual holiday hall. <laughs> and uh, we did this last year, and uh, we raised money for uh, another really great charity, uh, Direct Relief. We raised $1,100. It's not our main focus, but we do just trying to give back to the community. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, we, we did over three weeks last, last year and three weekends we had, uh, convoys every weekend, big convoys. Basically the whole thing was to, uh, make aware to the, you know, the, the players really dangerous who aren't really uh, aware of what it is we do. Um, we invited them to come participate and we, we had prize giveaways and, uh, had lots of people on our comms. And it was a lot of fun, and we picked up a lot of people that recognized that uh, within the world of Elite Dangerous, you know, this is our infrastructure, and a lot of uh, these space stations are actually homes to some of us. Um, and so uh, we had we had a great time last year. This year we're doing more of the same. But now we've got a lot more events. Uh, we are uh, fundraising for a different charity, uh, Cancer Research Institute, which is a great organization in the real world. Um, they do everything cancer related, but they also have pioneered, uh, this therapy called immunotherapy. Um, and we're dedicating this to one of our own, uh, commander who uh, lost his battle with cancer just a few months ago. And he was uh, a friend of Operation Ida. Just he, since the get go, he was always there. He would come and go. But uh, several of us, um, and, and just, you know, we all know people that are living with cancer. So we thought it would be uh, a good a good organization to raise money for. But we've got races. Uh, we've got convoys again. We are going to do, uh, to kick off the hall this year on December 14th, um, which, as you mentioned, is also the day that Elite went live in, what, 2014? We are going to do uh, what we call Zero to Hero 
one and done event, which we did earlier this year, where we're going to take a space station, which we won't tell anyone until probably the day before. Um, and we're going to uh, repair it in one day. And we did this uh, earlier this year, and we ended up re repairing two stations in one day, which is insane. We ended up hauling like 1.1 uh, or 1.2 million tons of commodities. Um, and I can tell you right now that 300,000 of those tons did not count. Yet we had so much interest um, and people joined us. And we're always trying to promote the fact that, you know, even though it's Operation Ida, we have so many allies. People come and go all the time. We, we are technically a squadron, but um, I always pound this over and over and over to people that we're a volunteer group of firefighters. And so we've got friends that they'll haul for three months and then they disappear and they come back six weeks later. Or people that come, stay for two weeks, come back a year later. We've got regulars. But uh, it's a community event and it's a community uh, it's a community involvement. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring attention to what it is, what we do, why we do it, how we do it. And uh, we're inviting people to interact with us and become part of the family. So what other things are you guys going to be doing as part of your whole holiday? Thing? So you've got the, you've, you've got the, oh, you got your, your opening event. You've got the zero to hero stuff. You've got some of the, um, yeah, we've got we've got a convoy every uh, weekend. Um, we're putting together some races. Um, we just yeah we we, we just picked up uh, a system that has a refinery uh, so that we can better protect the, the Pleiades. So I think we're going to be basing races out of out of there. Um, but we're also I think we're 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 talking about maybe introducing people to different types of stuff than we normally would do as Operation Ida, uh, bringing people into one or you know, or two cross platforms of the Thargoid bases who have never been inside a Thargoid base, which is an incredible experience. Oh, it's a brilliant thing, yeah. Um, so we're trying to be, you know, a little creative, uh, not just, uh, you know, not just hauling. Um, I mean, obviously that's what we're known for doing, hauling and repair. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to try to branch out and have some fun. So uh, we're going to do a, an announcement this Friday uh, with, with all the details. But uh, for now, it's like the, the basic is, you know, we're gonna haul. We're gonna we're gonna have three convoys. We're gonna have a one and done event, uh, which is always exciting. Last year was incredible, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's still. I think this week, this year, it's over four weekends. It's three weeks, but four weekends. So it goes from the fourteenth to the fifth. But it's just basically an invitation to the community to come play with us. You know, see what it is we're doing, um, participate in what it is we're doing, and also participate in some of the other stuff. We'll be giving away. Uh, the new ARC system, unfortunately, makes it hard to gift things, so we've had to get creative. <laughs> we're, we're actually giving physical prizes, and um, in the past, we've given out uh, badges and buttons and uh, beer steins, and we've got some we've got some interesting things to give out. It's uh, you know the tried and treat stickers and whatnot, um, but it's just again a way to involve uh, not just and celebrate. You know, again, it's 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 coming up on our our two-year anniversary i mean it's it's a tragic way to mark an anniversary with you know attacks and and if you think within the world what the attacks actually meant yeah they didn't actually destroy the stations but they put them out of commission and they probably killed tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people but uh, that's what brought the people that have been a part of operation Ida these past you know 20 months 22 months whatnot and um so it's you know we we get a chance to kind of celebrate as we do in this game it's it's almost like another job 
it's it's, it's <laughs> difficult. But uh, and it's also a chance to invite you know new people who've played this game but have never really been involved or don't even know what it is we. There's a lot of new players in the last three or four months, um, and this game is just so vast. It's like trying to take and be aware of what's going on is difficult. So. So I mean, to I'm going to guess that you guys aren't going to be elitist and all that kind of malarkey. You'll accept haulers as well as cutters and things like that, I, I would be Absolutely. guessing. We've never been elitist. It's one of the things that you know is really nice about this group is like, if you've got a T6, you're welcome. You know, If you've got a python, if you've got a hauler, absolutely. Um, you know, yes, you're talking about being in a mamba. We've had people haul their two tons in a mamba. Um, <laughs> we're just happy that people are taking an interest uh, in basically trying to fix this infrastructure, and it's it's how we help on in the war effort. You know, AXI does amazing things um, with the actual Thargoid combat and protecting the systems, as, as do many other anti-Thargoid groups. Um, we do our part. We try and fix and repair stations, and sometimes we fight too. You know, we do what we can. When Distant Worlds was going on, um, I had wanted to go on Distant Worlds, but I thought to myself, like, if I was in this world, could I honestly go when this war is happening? When we were, when, like, you know, we were talking about Echinar, the Imperial space, everything was on fire, you know? And, and I, I said to myself, you know what? I just can't. I can't do it. And so, you know, and plus, like, me and Jagged, we're part of the operation on staff, um, so we have responsibilities, but, uh, you know, when you think of like you know the real world in a game, and then you start in terms of the game, if you're role playing it, I just couldn't do it. So, you know, for me, it's uh, this is like a big time. It's, it's only our second, but last year we had so much fun. Yeah, and it's it really is a great group. Uh, it's so, it's accepting of everyone. So yeah, bring your holler and have fun. Maybe you'll win something. It's definitely good, guys. It's definitely an experience worth doing. Last time we did this event, we had uh, people running. Air traffic controllers. Yeah, I love it when people are air traffic controllers on on outposts. That's so good fun. Yeah, because it was, it was so helpful. We needed them. We didn't even realize yeah. it. Um, yeah, it was just so busy, and these people just volunteered and you know saved everyone really. Yeah, we had so, so many the traffic could keep flowing. The, uh, the the one and done event that turned into two space stations. That uh, without the air traffic controllers, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Any kind of recommended jump ranges and things like that for the, for the ships? Because obviously, you know, certainly when you're out in the Pleiades, you're you know you have to go a hell of a long way really to repair things. Yeah. But now, yeah. not so much. But you know, would it still be? Are you going to be shooting yourself in the foot if you can only jump sort of seven light years or something like that? Um, it's generally worth having twenty to thirty light years. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes the supply stations can be a bit far. Mm. But no, normally, even then, 10, 10 to 20, you'll be fine. There are some long-range commodities that are limited to certain parts of the bubble. For them, you will need high jump range. But for the most part, any ship can do it, really. Just try and yeah. get the uh, fame shift boosters unlocked. Aye, that's the, the, <laughs> that sort of extra little kick the Guardian stuff gives you, it really does, it does help out, doesn't it? Yeah, we're not looking at the distances that we had back in the Pleiades where sometimes you would have to do 15 jumps, 30 minutes round trip. Um, th you know, thankfully, it's not that way. Although we've had to return a couple times. Um, when You've had to, well, sorry, you broke up a bit. We've had to return to the Pleiades a couple times. Yes. And most recently was the beginning of this year. Not only were the Witchhead you know, stations attacked, but three, of, uh, three systems in the Pleiades were attacked again. So... 
but in the bubble, it's it's definitely a lot easier. Like when we say long, it's it's not that bad. It really isn't. It, it, it worse. It's a 120, 130 light years, maybe. It's rare. But that's, you know, if, if you're getting 20, 30, you're fine. Can I just ask, I mean, um, when you um, when you guys, uh, when Distant Worlds 2 disappeared off, did you guys have the impression that basically we're the only ones left here trying to save the bubble? Because I know that myself and quite a lot of the anti-Xeno initiative guys felt that way. Uh, Jagger, why don't you give your answer? I think we have our lulls and high points, but because we have a fairly dedicated, you know, regular user base, we uh, never really see that bottom that, you know, people at AXI might have seen, where, you know, you need lots of people doing small things. So for the most part, it, uh, I don't think it was a big, that big of a concern. You know, probably revitalized some people's interest in the game, which meant more people would come in to help us yeah. as well. I mean, it definitely brought a lot of press and publicity to the game itself. Um, but I'll tell you the truth, like, as a, as a human being in the real world, in 2019, it's like this game is so demanding that I can understand why people want to participate in different things. But if, if by chance this was, you know, if, if 3305 was the real world, yeah, I would have had a problem. And I can understand why some people would say that they might have had a problem that we were the only ones um, stand behind to helping humanity. But ultimately, it's a game. So whatever brings you joy in playing this game, I can't hold it against anyone. So from a role-playing perspective, I'm sure I would have. <laughs> As a regular person, I absolutely understand. Personally, I just couldn't stomach being out of the bubble for that long. Sounds a bit airborne. <laughs> Space madness is real. Oh, oh yes. I, that's why my, my commander is, is only halfway through to, to Colonia. I have an Xbox commander. I cannot face the space madness anymore. So All I hail the flying uh, unicorn. <laughs> I have three accounts that are elite in exploration, and I think I, I hit my limit. Um, I twitch when I think about going on. Like I, I, when I came back after a, a six-week hiatus uh, earlier this year, and I went out to Colonia, and then uh, hit Sag, and then slowly came back, and I lost my mind. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I lost my mind. Yeah. I think I enjoy well, it in small doses. Yeah, well, my poor Xbox commander is in a 10-light-year in a -year sidewinder. Oh, my God. <laughs> heading out to Colonia. And, and yeah, it, there are tears of, no, I can't face this well, when, anymore. When fleet carriers come, Colin... You can hit your ride on my fleet carrier. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, it turns out that I've I've now got a time limit because uh, I've got to get that Xbox Commander to Colonia before the Xbox is taken away after Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Why is it taken away? Or is been, awesome? Oh no, it's been taken away out of the main room into my son's room because he's always complaining that he can't play his Xbox when we were watching the telly. So, um, so how old is said son? Uh, he'll be 13. So, so he can get a paper round and earn his own Xbox. <laughs> no, he's got his... That is his Xbox, Shan. That is so his Xbox. So you've stolen it from him. Yeah, it is common to Te Technically, Xbox. yes. <laughs> so, Colin, you need to get a paper round and earn your own Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a push bike, Colin. You can throw newspapers <laughs> on your way to work. I can just see Colin now, this paper boy.
Listen, after my trip into work today, it was very much like Paperboy. Blooming BMW driver almost took me out today, which was yeah. not in a good yes. way. No. That was uh, sort of because he jumped a red light and almost wiped me out because of it, which. Going to get a little helmet, Cam. I don't think a helmet would have helped in this no, case. No, a helmet, honest. Cam, then you can record it and put it on YouTube and then. Look how I nearly died. <laughs> hey, um, so this Friday we're actually going to do, we're going to start with a series of announcements first to our group and then through our Twitter account. We're going to post on the forums about the Holiday Hall. Um, I'll forward you guys uh, some links as well, um, if you'd be so kind. And again, thank you for having me. By the way, it's always nice to be on here. I would love the show. Love you guys. And um, yeah, because we've got a link to a GoFundMe, you know, the charity that we're we're raising for and links to our operation page we've got uh, besides blogs and information we're also going to have a calendar event so people can stay up to date with what we're doing during the holiday hall we've got some interesting experimental events on our schedule as well that you've got to look yep. out for yep won't spoil it for you but look out for them yeah we're trying to we've got some guys on our team that are they're hard at work trying to come up with uh, creative uh, ideas and beyond the tried and true and so it should be fun and again, yeah. I think my yeah. favorite thing was probably basically um, slotting a sidewinder through. So you got a sidewinder sitting on FA off, and you've got to basically plot it through the docking bay. Uh, yes, the hammers that, used to do that, or still. Yeah, that, that's that's probably my favorite thing. Well, keep an eye on it. You'll you'll see yeah. what we're planning to do. I'm week. intrigued what you, you're going to do now, and we've we've got another 45 minutes to stalk. But I don't want to ask you because you said you're keeping it secrets. Well, Jack, share a few of the ideas just so they can hear them. And one of our ideas is the hungry hippo event, mm-hmm. which I would give you details of, but I've just been logged out of the schedule. Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if that's if I say what it sounds like, is that a spoiler? Uh, no, you can say it. I think you fill up a ship of cargo of various items and each say, I don't know, uh, gold is worth three points, fire waste is worth one point and whatever, and you then jettison it out and all the players are out in, say, a hauler and whoever scoops the most cargo and has the same most points wins with without shields. Yeah, without shields. Yeah, and without um, limpets, obviously. Yeah, I mean that sounds like it could be exactly what we're doing. Maybe. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that sounds like it makes makes a lot of sense and probably a lot of fun and quite mental. Anything that involves ship destruction is usually a good thing. I think. Oh, we're very good at that. Oh, you're yeah, not allowed too. to shoot ships. You shouldn't. You're no, not no, 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 no. Accident, of, accidental ship destru- destruction. Yeah, we're a lot of our staff are somewhat dangerous in a uh, flight. I thought we were going to talk about what else Colin can do on his bike while he's away. <laughs> um, I know. You think I'm Colin can do a wheelie? <laughs> I doubt it, to be honest. I, I think you know. By the time you're over fifteen, you can, you lose the ability to do wheelies. Um, I know. Actually, I, I getting badly sidetracked here. I remember when I was you know a teenager going around on my bike. I used to do skid turns and all that kind of stuff all the time. 
And nowadays, I'm like, no, don't do a skid turn. That's going to really be dangerous and bad, and you don't want to do this. This is a silly idea. I don't know what Colin can do as well. He can put clothes pegs and bits of cardboard on the back of his bike so the spokes make like a motorbike sound. Well, don't you just put a bicycle? That's what bicycle cards are for. I just put bits of cardboard. It didn't have a link flash like bicycle cards. Okay, no, that's from it, the bicycle cards. Um, that's the, um, you know, they put bicycle cards in the back of silver to yeah. make it rattle. I used to do that. Yeah, that's something I never really did. Um, so I'm trying to think what other kind of events have I had fun with. Um, I, know, I know, you know, good old ones like, you know, basically playing chicken with the station or something like that. <laughs> what were you? Go into the station, and yeah, the, <laughs> you wait. Go and enter without permission or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then there's fun. And there's a classic demolition derby, wasn't there? Where you have a completely stock sidewinder with no shields. Yeah. And then race around the docking ring, and the last one to get blown up is the winner. Yep. But you can't um, actually go up the level of the docking ring. You have to. Well, that would be cheating. Uh, I thought I always liked going backward. Going, yeah. Most people usually went around the ring clockwise, and just I always find it easier going anti-clockwise. Don't know why. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually excited to. I, I'm hoping I'm available, um, but I'm, I'm excited to bring people into the Thargoids because there's a lot of people that have been playing this game, for a scene, and then some of the new players, like they don't, they really don't know what Thargoids about, and I just remember. The first time going into one of the Thargoid bases and just being absolutely blown away mm -hmm. uh, with the whole HR Guardian you know, vibe. I, if you... I just wish we had some real content to do in them. Yeah, yeah, but. Um... Yeah, I wish that map, sorry, spoilers for anyone who's not been inside of it. You know, I wish that map would actually mean something and do something. You could be was... involved in a Find the Murder Thargoids with Attack Next, didn't it? Was it? I didn't think so, but maybe. Judah, something uh, Cannon used to do to figure it out. Did drop uh, something inside and uh, pointed. Did know I thought that. that was all in. I thought that was all done in space and not on the planet. But I could be wrong. If we've got well, any Cannon listeners at the moment, please clarify. <laughs> yeah, you could be completely though. wrong, but <laughs> the, the map room by dropping, you know. Guardian Relics, you get an entirely different... Oh, yes. Yes. Commander Stephen Usher, who I did see in Twitch channel, well, we, we, we were the first ones to do that because Stephen Usher told us, why don't you go try, you know, you, we've got this. I've got, you know, we've got Guardian Relics on us. What does that do? And we found out what it did. Yeah, live on the show. That was... Yeah. That was... <coughs> that, was that was crispy. Colin, I'm not sure if you heard us, but we were suggesting things that you could do on your bike to work. Oh, right. Is it is this to to so that I can have my own personal Xbox instead of? Well, not just that. We the, the first suggestion. I, I'm a bit. I am scared now. Go on. Was was you did wheelies on your bike? Can you do wheelies? No, okay. I'm not 16. It's not a BMX. <laughs> And the other suggestion was you put a bit of card and a peg on your back wheel 
Uh-huh. It's like a motorbike sound as you cycle along. I, I see that we're we're living in the seventies at the moment, aren't we? Because well, the thing is though, if the BMW drivers might sort of resent cyclists but must be more careful with motorbikes <laughs> so if you pretend to be a motorbike you might be bmw proof yeah oh since we're in the 70s more does that why mac put up a question about a rally chopper or other <laughs> otherwise known as the ball breaker it's just <laughs> meanwhile back to the haulage <laughs> things we do we do apologize for a um bike related incidents I'm sure we will sort it out in the edit. Um, so, I mean, you're going to supply us with uh, links, and we'll we'll make those links available via the show notes and the uh, obviously on our Twitter as well. Um, I am trying to ignore all question, all, all things about wheelies on choppers, which just <laughs> I, it's, it's just like handing Ben uh, a, a off you go card, isn't it? <laughs> What no. you mean? The, the title of the show would be "Hands Off Collins Chopper" or something. <laughs> oh, you started it, and now, it's done now. Sing. Yes, and the bottle has been opened. We won't be able to put this genie back in. Ben's—he's thinking them up now. You know he is. <laughs> no, I am actually just updating the show notes to be episode two hundred and seventy. Hands Off Collins Chopper, twenty sixth of 11, 2019. <laughs> Yeah, oh, thank you. Sorry. <coughs> so I was going to say on the fourteenth on kickoff, I'd invite you guys to come join us, help us repair a station one day. That'd be great. Um, I think I think we <laughs> I'll have to to get the 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 T nine hauler out and uh, uh, make it make it do the big jobs it's named after. An excellent ship to haul. My favorite. There is something strange about the T9, which is it's slow, it's horrible, and it's ugly, but you like flying. It's majestic! It. Feels like flying a spaceship. <laughs> it feels like flying a tank. I have friends that will fly nothing else but a T9. No, I, I can understand that. It's, 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 caught, not caught, it's a space whale, and it feels it. Yeah. Hang on, th- this is an interesting question. The the T nine does that actually handle better than a cutter? Uh, yes, it turns it better. Than a <laughs> it drifts less. <laughs> Not yeah. as fast, though. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to have to give a shout out to Commander Papa Lazarou, um, who's been flying around the Orange Sidewinder all night with Miggles and I. Uh, he's got a, like seventy two or something ridiculous, seventy two billion credit bounty. Flying around in an un, in a uh, chieftain, I think it is, with no shields, and he just whipped Miggles and my butts, but very gentlemanly left us about one percent hull, so we could limp back to Lave Station to repair. So there is a limit on the bounties, though. You can't claim seventy-eight billion or whatever it is. You are <laughs> I know. limited. Yeah, but. Um, Commander Starion in chat has made an interesting observation about how a Corvette handles compared to a T9. Um, I'll leave that one up to bed. <sighs> but uh, we were talking about the, the cutter and 
and the T9, like Jagged flies a T9, uh, and when Holly and I fly a Cutter, <clears> and uh, they're completely different ships. But it's it's interesting because T9 just love them, and the people that fly just love them. You know what? In all my time playing Elite Dangerous, I've flown a, a T9 once, but the one thing that I thought was incredible was, of course, the view from the D9. T9 yeah. is amazing. It's an incredible cockpit. Yes. Yeah, especially actually, I'm going to say this, which is quite unpopular, but um, I've always enjoyed actually being in a T9 in one of the crewman slots because um, I think you seem to get a better view out of there and a, a real sense of scale of the bridge rather than the pilot seat. Oh, I wish it was controversial. Yeah, I, I can see that, though, because it's underneath, isn't it? Yes. So yeah. yeah, I could. Yeah, I could definitely. I could get that. Um, right. Do you really want me to read Commander Starion's comment, or should we? Should we leave it up to the listeners? Imagination? I think we should leave it up to the listeners' deranged imaginations. I think that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I, I'll I'll paraphrase him then and say, "Ye gads, the Corvette handles like a slippery eel." In comparison to the Type 9 I've been flying recently. Good well. paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid everybody who was hoping for a, a, um, a, a point in the leave radio drinking game just missed one. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to say it sounds like a lewd up sex in comparison to a Type 9, am I? God, so we've got some kind of decency. And everyone take a drink, right? <laughs> You're happy now, Colin. <laughs> Never. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all about professionalism and decorum on this show. It really is. <laughs> oh. So, um, right. Well, guys, we hope that uh, we'll be able to join you with the the Christmas hauling uh, when when it starts in in mid December. And um, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, uh, talking about it. Uh, I think what we'll do now is we'll. we'll um, touch on the various things which are happening in the community for the moment. Um, the first thing that I'd like to touch on is that the um, there are more than just one uh, haulage holiday thing happening. The Christmas Carriers Convoy is happening on the 4th uh, with the goal of uh, creating some comfort for the colonists of Colonia by bringing gifts from the bubble and drugs. Well, <laughs> mainly drugs. Well, on this person's ship, anyway. Actually, he flies nothing than drugs. Just the finest onion head of local varieties. The, who is this person that's 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 owned up to this? Commander Mac Winston. Who do you expect? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, EIC and um, Shadow of the Phoenix doing their thing, hauling hauling their <coughs> recreational pharmaceuticals around the galaxy. Just to space out colonial people. <laughs> space something out anyway. Yeah. So they're launching on the 1st of December, uh, which has become a tradition, and we'll try and arrive... 4th of December, isn't it? 1st of December, it says here oh, in the show notes. Oh, sorry, 1st. Yeah, it's the 4th Christmas convoy, on and it launches on the 1st of December. Yes. And how much onion head have you had, then? Not enough. Obviously. Um, yeah, and, it, and they'll arrive on the 24th in Centralis. Uh, right now, they've got 100 sign-ups on EDSM. Uh, waypoints have been chosen. 
uh, on the and kind of described on the galaxy map. And they say they will be taking attractive sights in along the way. Uh, there's racing events, SRV ball. I'm not as I'm not quite sure what SRV ball is. I mean, I've, we've got we've had Bucky ball and we've had. Um, uh, Isn't <laughs> SRV ball when? Oh, you know the thing you get from the galaxy from the Guardians, where you've got that ball-shaped object that you could drop and watch, and then basically knock it around a bit. Yes, that's kind of it. I, I, I'm trying to describe this without you cringing again, Colin. Oh, or is it just a whole load of ships that use who are playing football but just using an SRV as the ball? That could work too. That'd be interesting. It's, it's kind of like Rocket League, but with SRVs. Why not? I mean, I, I, I'd prefer the idea of doing this. And can you imagine doing rock? Well, I suppose they do have Rocket League in various crafts, don't they? Mm. I think, or at least the gravity is weird in Rocket League from what I've played of it. Yeah, let's see them do it in a 6G world. <laughs> Solve 6G, 9G world. Uh, so, um, yes, you can register on EDSM, and if you head over to HTTPS CCCEDS.GA, um, you'll, you'll find some of the details you need there. Uh, the next thing is oh great um, Ghost Giraffe uh, has uh, been on the YouTubes again uh, and this time uh, we have he's been looking at what he considers a bug uh, in um, in Elite Dangerous which is a effectively a star within a star now this can be found in, found in uh, HIP 24020 which is within HIP 20019, and it's considered a bug. But then, as he points out in his video, it is also, this kind of thing can happen in real life. And <clears throat> charge your glasses. It's called a Thorn Zakao object. Do you think that's about right? We already have a, a Zakao, already. But this is a Thorn Zakao. Yeah, we have a Scottish cow. Well, it is effectively when a super red giant is essentially swallows a neutron star, so the neutron star actually resides within the super red giant. Now, this is possible because super red giants are really, really big stars. We're talking, and we're talking Betelgeuse type size. And just to give you an idea, if we had one in Sol. Um, the star itself would expand out past Jupiter. And neutron stars are absolutely tiny, about the size of, say, uh, I don't know, Leeds and a, a Rodex. So, <laughs> and it doesn't really give a damn. Uh, P108876 may be uh, one in the game, but it is much more speculative. Uh, so, if, if you want to see that in real life and probably explained a lot better than I ever could, uh, we'll put the link for Ghost Giraffe's video in the in the show notes. Um, now, the one thing that we we thought we would discuss in the next couple of weeks is basically um, when Elite Dangerous was uh, originally designed, and uh, there's a lot of discussions in the DDF and so on. Um, we thought, well, what would you have preferred? the one design decision you think that should have been put into the de- Elite Dangerous but without it turning into one of these 
complete complete whinge fest. So we'd like to ask a community question of if there is one thing that you would have designed differently in Leap Dangerous, what is it? And it, it you know, please don't say client server because <sighs> we've, we've got so many. <laughs> we went over this so much and I think everybody's sick and tired of the answer. But uh, offline mode is also excluded. Yeah, offline mode is also excluded. Yeah, uh, it's sort of those are two the two big things. That I'm afraid whenever they're brought up, we do end up rolling our eyes, thinking, "Oh God, no." However, there is um, one other thing that I would like to say, and this is probably more on a, on a uh, personal level. But for those of you who are aware, there is um, a command to Plater. Uh, Joe Plater, who's one, uh, one of uh, the more popular streams streamers at the moment. Now, it must be said that uh, Commander Plater is is battling thyroid cancer at the moment, and um, he's doing reasonably well. Um, but we'd just like to say that thanks to the 24-hour elite streams that he's been doing and uh, all the fundraising which uh, this community has, has helped him with, um, he's now managed to achieve almost £19,000 worth of funding for the thyroid cancer charity. So much so that the, uh, the cancer charity have made him a patron of the said charity. And also have um, created a uh, basically an award in his honour. So um, we would just like to say, uh, Joe, um, congratulations, well done, and uh, uh, keep on fighting because it, it is such a, a difficult thing, and we don't know how you're managing. But we're glad that you are. So um, finally, I guess go around the team. Does anybody have? Any other business that, that they would like to touch on? Just to reiterate what you said about Plater, I've said to him, if you know, if he doesn't make his next twenty-four hour stream, I'm going to have a right face on with him because <laughs> mm. I really want him to. Yes, I want him to raise even more money, and that'd be amazing. Yes, and we'd, we'd um, love to, we'd love to see him at LeftCon again this year. Too. I'm sorry, Ben. Can you repeat that again? I talked over I you. Yeah, and for better reasons than raising even more money as well, obviously. Yes, obviously. I don't think there was a dry eye in the house at the end of his last 24 hours. Mm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So, um, okay, well, if that's the case, then um, uh, we'll give a shout-out, of course, to our usual sister station, Radio, which broadcasts on a Thursday between half eight and whenever Cubicle 3 overflows. Um, you can tune into uh, into them at tv.forthemug.com or if you just want the audio at radio.forthemug.com. And also, if you want to, you can then uh, catch up with their podcast, which happens later in the week. Uh, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me at Elite Dangerous CQC. Always useful to have a, a, a good uh, fight there and uh, yeah Ben do you want to just uh... <laughs> okay okay so as we touched on did we touch on this earlier I can't the... so next week we're going to be talking about the whole elite rewrite stuff yes. and basically part of the reason we want to do this is what do you go and obviously there is a bazillion ways you can get in touch with us the best way 
would be if you would send an email to info at laveradio.com. That's probably the best way to go off and do it because then we can actually, you can write more than 300 characters or whatever it is nowadays on Twitter. Um, and Facebook needs to burn in hell because every message that ever gets sent there gets lost in their spam filters. Mm. Uh, you can try using those alternative and demonic technologies, but they might well get lost, whereas email actually works, even though it is a bit sort of 1960s tech, really. <laughs> but yeah, send us an email to info at laveradio.com with some kind of subject line saying what I would do if I were redesigning Elite Dangerous or something like that, and we'll read out your ideas on next week's show. And and also we'll let Shan put them to pieces, because Shan likes doing that. No, I've got nothing else to add this evening. <laughs> really? Because the show notes, you've got plenty of suggestions. Uh, yeah, but they're just stupid ones. And I thought I thought I would say... Uh, the. No, I'm not saying what they are because it will okay. create a political. It will create a political storm, but it well, re- we haven't had revol- our Brexit comment of the week yet, Shan. So you know, we do have a bit of room. <laughs> okay, you convinced me, right? So, oh God, no, Ben, Ben, stop re- waving the red flag in front of the Shan bull. So okay? I would, so have, long as it's not a semantic, would, re- anti-Semitic red is, flag. This is. <sighs> I, I wouldn't apologise. Anyway, that's how that was a bit close to the same, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, very, very tongue in cheek, as is everything I've just said. Um, I would have each superpower purchase Galnet, the ship mm. transportation system, and the spaceship communication system. I would reduce frameshift drive speeds to preserve space time and make it all free to use. So free fuel. Free galnet, free everything. Uh, and but I would then tax anyone who earns more than eighty thousand credits per transaction, and also place a greater tax on rebuys because, after all, if you are rich enough to pay for a rebuy, you won't mind paying more. And that that brings to the end the political <laughs> this political <laughs> advert for the Shan Party. <laughs> God. Uh, we were hoping to get away from. For all those, who, we've got an election going on over here in the UK, and for all those who were wishing to hide from it in the wonderful world of uh, Elite Dangerous, sorry about that. So, you go first. I'll go second. Oh, I, I was just saying, I wasn't. I won't vote for you if this is if this comes to pass. If you're going to run the superpowers, this is why I don't participate with the superpowers. <laughs> I'm going to buy up the superpowers. Yeah, trust me, he's got enough money to buy the superpowers at the moment. <laughs> Rewriting it, it's a, it's, a, it's a really intriguing topic. I'm really looking forward to reading what everyone puts in. I, I was just thinking, like, what would, in my mind, and it's, again, the scale and scope of the game, my little trivial thing that I see is uh, how you sort your 120 extra items when you're uh, outfitting. It's, uh, it's a pain in the neck to go through all, just drag everything down the list. I wish there was a better way to sort items. Um, yep. Okiem in the chat room has uh, has dubbed it the shenanigan party. I, 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 think, I think that that one works well. Yep, it does, but they're oh, all God, shenanigans now. Yeah. Well, on that subject. Oh, oh shall I just on, oh, no. what Miggles was saying? Go uh, on. Miggles is asking us to talk longer because the longer we talk, the later he gets to start has to start working. 
Oh, shall we talk about a second live referendum then for independence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Right, okay. I'm drawing a line under this right now because I'm a dictator and I have a control of the mute button. So that is it for You've another got episode. No majority. You're a hung Colin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben, off you go. <laughs> I, I just never thought Shan would be the one to notice that, Colin. <laughs> and mute, and mute, and mute. And that is it for the, another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at Lave Radio. Hit us up on facebook.com slash Lave Radio. Tweet us on at Lave Radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash Lave Radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, and where, where you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch with the show if you have any questions, or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, uh, thanks to Zane, and thanks to... Uh, sorry about that. A frog in my throat there. Thanks to um, Jagged, and thanks to Commander Ventura for doing the... Uh, the, the sound. Uh, until next time, command. Oh, and before I forget, um, following up after this, of course, we have the fantastic Galnet news by Commander Wotherspoon. But until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Galnet News Digest, 25th of November 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Forrester's Liquid Revenge. Commander Classic blamed for Megaship Mayhem. The most expensive race ever. Boring Beta battles bugs. Forrester's Liquid Revenge. The Federation claims to have won over the crew and settlers of the Golconda, who were seen last night being escorted off the Generation ship in handcuffs. It's understood that the colony, which has lived in total isolation for 1,200 years since allegedly leaving Earth, will be rehomed in a remote outpost in the Upaniklis system, which will be, apparently unironically, named Forrester's Choice, after the captain of the Golconda. The inhabitants of this new outpost will become autonomous partners with the Federation, under federal protection to make sure they don't attempt to escape. The fate of the Golconda itself has not yet been decided. It may be left to drift in space, although the Galactic Heritage Spaceship Society is reported to be interested in putting in a bid for the ancient Hulk. The captives from the Golconda will be put to work making an alcoholic beverage of their own creation called Apavieti, or the Water of Life. Pretentious critic and gastronome Giles Capello, who's been allowed to taste the precious liquid, describes a crisp taste on the palate and a vigorous thump to the senses when swallowed. All indications are that this mysterious drink could become a galactic sensation. The Golconda settlers have refused to explain what the ingredients of this pale yellow drink are, but given that it was developed on board a generation ship where everything has to be carefully recycled, it's not too difficult to imagine what sort of water of life has been used to make it. The makers are probably hoping that President Hudson takes a nice big mouthful. Commander Classic blamed for Megaship Mayhem. Canon researchers sought to play down the current position of their megaship, the Gnosis. That position is wedged firmly between the two superstructures of a civilian installation in HIP 23759. Just why the Golconda attempted to dock so intimately with the installation is under investigation. Canon Interstellar is reported to be buying huge quantities of butter. But the reason for this unusual purchase of culinary ingredients is not yet known. Nor is it yet clear whether the planned jump of the Gnosis out of the system on Thursday will be going ahead as planned. The only thing known for sure is that Canon is placing the blame squarely on the shoulders of its newly elected council member, Commander Classic, who was apparently at the controls at the time of the crash. The most expensive race ever. Statistics provided by the people behind the rebuy screen have confirmed that Speedball 3 was the most expensive race ever, at least in terms of the number and value of the ships destroyed over the race weekend. A total of 269 ships were lost, with an insurance payout of 468 million credits. The authorities at Margulis Depot have erected signs around the base, saying Margulis Depot welcomes careful pilots. But speed bowlers can bugger off. 
Boring Beta Battles Bugs. The most boring beta test in history starts tomorrow with the Pilots Federation guaranteeing there will be no new exciting things, no new features, no new encounters with aliens. The beta gives commanders the opportunity to check that their keyboard is working properly, that they don't get strange rectangles when they take pictures, and that their female ship-launched fighter pilot is able to talk. There will also be an interesting new feature that trades off the current fairly long time to find geological and biological features on a planetary surface for a quicker but far less accurate scan. This beta, which was demanded by a militant group of commanders, will, without any doubt, be the beta with the highest participation ever. No doubt at all. All those commanders who demanded a beta will be right in there. Undoubtedly. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Oh, 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 oh,